1: Colts camp, first day in pads. What did we see? I'll tell you this. The offense was behind the defense. Defense, good today. Offense, not so much. Frank Reich explained it, but I don't think he was happy about it. We posted the Frank Reich scrum on my YouTube channel just a few minutes ago. You'll see for yourself. I don't think he's real happy with the way the offense comported themselves today. There were other things that we saw. We keep an eye on all kinds of things during practice. And because this was the first day of pads, this was interesting. And one thing that we saw, and you'll hear about it later, uh, Matt Ryan recounts doing suicides because the offense lost the two-point conversion battle at the end of practice. So he had to do a suicide. So it's been a long time since he's done suicides. I'll bet it has been. He's 37 years old, a 14-year veteran, not usually required to do suicides. We'll also talk about the baseball trade deadline that's upcoming. And Stephen Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins. As a class of people, is there anyone more repellent than billionaires? Billionaires always think no rules apply to them. That's why they become billionaires. Because who wants rules? And billions and billions of dollars allow you to skirt all kinds of rules. So Stephen Ross, like, tip money today in in a fine. The team loses a first-rounder and a third-rounder. We'll talk about that in a minute. All right. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. Today, you know, it's Tuesday, August second, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Johnson's Plumbing, the place where plumbing problems are met with plumbing solutions and are executed to perfection. That's what Jared Johnson does. Give him a call, 765 610 8809. The number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 384 likes today. It wouldn't be a record, but it would be close. And you know what? If you want to make a donation, I'll see your quite. Ask a question, make a donation. I'll see it. I'll answer it in real time. This is my pledge to you, the consumer of Inside Indiana Sports Now. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. At any rate, what we see today at Colts practice, the weather looked like it was going to get funky. It did not get funky. It just got a little bit cooler, which was nice. The air conditioning was out in the media center at Grand Park, and this did not meet with the approval of people out there. A little bit, little bit hot under the collar, literally and figuratively, because there was no... I think it's the Indy 11. I think the Indy 11 did it because we're out there for them, bunches of media people every single day. Can they get any media coverage? Not nearly as much. We love the Indy 11. All right, what do we see? First day in pads belong to the defense, I'm telling you. Play after play after play. Matt Ryan, Nick Foles, Sam Ellinger, Jack Cohn would fade... Look, look, like primary, secondary, tertiary, I got nothing, and then take off and run. It happened again and again and again. Alec Pierce made a really nice catch on one ball. Uh, Jelani Woods with a catch. Moali Cox with a catch. But more often than not, that defense was really, really good today. That secondary is going to be better this season, and that's good news. And that's kind of the thing as you're watching this and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the offense and the defense. Does it mean that the defense is ahead of the offense or the offense is behind the defense? Which does it mean and does it make any difference? What the Colts need is a productive offense and a defense that keeps the opposition from being productive. That's what we're looking for. You know? It's not that hard to figure out, but when you're playing against yourself, you don't know whether that means your offense sucks or your defense is really good. I think that the secondary looks really good. I think Nick Cross, Julian Blackman, Stephon Gilmore, Kenny Moore, and today it was Brandon Faison. I think those guys are capable of playing good football, although I got to tell you, Alec Pierce made Faison look silly. A hitch, go. Put it right there, and uh, Pierce hauled it in. Nice play. All right, uh, the receivers, I think, looked better today, and I know that sounds kind of in opposition to saying that the offense was behind the defense, but I kind of like the way uh, Pierce got off the line today. I thought Pittman looked good. I thought the guys down the pecking order, the receivers, not quite as good, but that's the way it's supposed to be. I thought Campbell was okay again today. Uh, The line work was really, really hard to evaluate. I like the one-on-one stuff because you can see who wins and loses. This is more three-on-two. Center, guard, tackle, against, defensive tackle, and edge. Trying to figure it, and they're sliding guys around. So it was, I think it was more an approximation of what's going to happen on Sundays. However, much tougher to like grade anybody and say, Oh, Johnson, what a tremendous, you know, like you did on Saturday. Or Quiddy Pay got all over this guy. Speaking of Quiddy Pay, he tweaked his ankle a little bit, came to the sidelines right there in front of us. They like retaped. He got up, moved around a little bit. Seemed like he felt good. He went back in. Good. Um, Gilmore. Really, really good. Like Stefan Gilmore is really good. I don't know whether he's going to be good throughout 17 games. I don't know whether he has had in at the age of 32. But right now, he is a really good cornerback, at least against the receivers that he's defending for the Colts. Uh, and that didn't matter whether he was lined up against Pittman or Pierce. Mostly it's been against Pierce, but also against Pittman a little bit. Uh, great energy from Gus Bradley. I, if you're a defensive football player, you got to love playing for Gus Bradley. His energy is contagious. Uh, Marcel Debo with a pick. He is from, I think, Stuttgart, in Germany as part of that international kind of deal, he had a pick. Nice. Very, very happy. People were thrilled. Ron Miles, thrilled. Mike Mitchell, thrilled. Sure, why wouldn't you be? Uh, Sterling Weatherford. Here are five things about Sterling Weatherford. He went to Hamilton Heights High School, right? That's not one of the things. Uh, Miami of Ohio. Now he's an undrafted free agent trying to make the team. His great first name, Sterling Weatherford. Like that alone should get you on the roster. Um, he's from Hamilton Heights, like I said. He had a pass deflection today, which was nice. He's kind of big for uh, an undrafted guy. I like him. Um, Great number. Number 55 is a really good linebacker number. There are good numbers and bad numbers on a football team. Uh, 55 is a great number. 43 and 37 are terrible numbers. I'm not a fan of 37, right? Um, In the 20s, no number... 29 is not a great number, I suppose. Yet had uh, um, Jason Belzer, who is 29, so uh, that's not bad. 60s, I'm not a big 68 guy, despite Jim Osborne being 68 with the Bears in the 80s. Uh, but 55, Sterling Weatherford, good number. And he had reps with the twos today. And I think that that bodes well for Weatherford. EJ Speed, Darius Leonard out, right, on the pup list. EJ Speed getting a lot of reps. I think he looks really good. I think he looks fast. I think he looks willing. He's not as good as the peanut punch. At the peanut punch as is uh, Shaquille Leonard. I may have said Darius before. My apologies to Shaquille. Uh, Marvell Tell. It is obvious. I think it's Telling that the Colts, uh, it, it his number of reps shows that he's not. Remember, he's a fifth-round guy in 2019. So is E.J. Speed, by the way. And you think, hmm, I wonder if they're ever gonna. Remember, he took like the year off, took like that COVID exception year off, and then came back a little bit, and like he hadn't played in a while. And they like him. He's six-two. He's long. They like long corners, and that's Marvell Tell out of USC. Dennis Kelly out with a knee. It's he's going to be out for a bit. Frank Reich said, what's a bit? I don't know. A neat thing? What's, what's that? I don't know. Did he have a procedure? I don't know. Did he have surgery? I don't know. Is procedure surgery? I don't know. What I do know is that Jordan Murray got some run today, I think, because Dennis Kelly's out. Jordan Murray is a behemoth. He is 6'9", 3 and a quarter. That is one big tackle. So he got some run. Old number 71. 71's not a good number either. Uh, one conversation that occurred out of Grand Park today had to do with Jonathan Taylor. I don't know who had this conversation, but the media people were talking about it. There was a media member comparing Jonathan Taylor to Fred Taylor and said all Jonathan Taylor is is Fred Taylor. Now, Fred Taylor was a good running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and for the Patriots. He had 11,695 career yards. He had sixty-six touchdowns. You could do worse than have that career if you're Jonathan Taylor, but Jonathan Taylor isn't Fred Taylor. Nobody ever watched Jonathan Taylor or Fred Taylor and said, "Hmm, you know what? He's got greatness in him." Never said that about him. He had a year with over fifteen hundred yards rushing. He had a year, his rookie year, with seventeen touchdowns, but he's never approached the level of of Jonathan Taylor last year. Jonathan Taylor has greatness to him. And if you can't see that, you shouldn't comment on football anymore. Because Jonathan Taylor, it there's sweetness in Jonathan Taylor. There's a little Emmett Smith. There's a little Adanian Tomlinson, a little bit, in Jonathan Taylor. He's his own guy. But when you watch him, you say, whoo, like you see different things. You're like, whoa, what? What did he, whoa. Even Matt Ryan today, said that, talking about Jonathan Taylor. Like, what's the difference between seeing him on tape and seeing him, like, in real life? And he said at Saturday, or the first practice, which was indoors, said they threw a screen pass to Jonathan Taylor, and I told you about this in the moment. I said, look, he made guys miss. It was no contact. They're just trying to corral him, but even just trying to corral him, they couldn't because he made guys miss. That's how elusive he is. Matt Ryan alluded to it today, saying that he saw that move, and he was like, oh, wait a minute. We don't, you don't see that out of running backs very often. There's greatness to Jonathan Taylor. I don't know whether he's going to wind up with or 11,695 career yards like Fred Taylor did, but there's greatness to Jonathan Taylor. It's just a matter of him staying healthy long enough to achieve those career marks that are going to be long-lasting, and he's got every opportunity to do it. He does not look like a guy who's going to get hurt or is prone to injury. Um, I saw today, we talk about Rodrigo Blankenship a lot, right? <clears throat> Excuse me, kicker for the Colts. He was out there hitting balls, you know, off that little three-pronged thing, and he whacked one from 56. I've got it on videotape. He whacked it from 56 and he knocked it straight through the uprights with a good four or five yards to carry. All right. Hey, let's put put an end to this right now. You're right, John. You know what? There are these rumors about Odell Beckham Jr. perhaps coming to the Indianapolis Colts. There are a few things that I'm certain of in life. I've been around long enough to know that there's not a lot of certainty in life. I am certain that the Colts are not going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. He's not going to be available to play until November. He is not the kind of guy that Chris Ballard brings in to the Colts. He's just not. I don't think the Colts are comfortable with the guys they've got. However, I do think that Odell Beckham Jr. is not the answer to any of their questions. I think he's going to go re-sign with the Rams once, once he's healthy enough to play. Isaiah Ford had a touchdown pass uh, today, and that was interesting to see. He looked okay. I was like, who's number six? Well, it's Isaiah Ford. So Isaiah Ford, four-year veteran from the Dolphins. I think the Colts like him. We'll see how, uh, how long they go there. Oh, yeah, I think Alec Pierce is going to be a day-one contributor. Absolutely, Nathan. I absolutely believe that because Stephon Gilmore is kind of coaching him up, and Reggie Wayne's coaching him up, and Matt Ryan's coaching him up. Matt Ryan today said, guys, receivers have got to take a deep breath and relax a little bit. It's exactly what Reggie Wayne said yesterday. Uh, The Dolphins, they've been penalized uh, with the loss of a 2023 first-round pick and a third-rounder in 2024. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, a $1.5 million fine, which is tip money for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton multiple times. He's suspended until October 17th. Billionaires, man. They all think no rules or life lessons apply to them. Minus Warren Buffett. He seems to be the coolest guy. Right? Rich, but he doesn't act rich. You know, Stephen Ross, not near Warren Buffett rich, but really, really obnoxious and and just a, uh, like, what are you doing? You know, play by the rules. You got 32 owners. Play by the rules. Uh, David Robertson of the Cubs traded to the Phillies for their number seven prospect, Ben Brown. He's 6'6", a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. Silly K-to-walk ratio. Silly K percentage. Uh, controls a bit of an issue. He was just promoted to the Phil's trip or AA affiliate. Contreras, not gone yet. It's after 5 o'clock. We got less than an hour until the trade deadline. We have no idea where Willie's going to go. Ian Happ may go somewhere. He may not go somewhere. Cubs, another fire sale. This is repellent behavior by another billionaire, uh, or at least billionaire family, the Ricketts. You got to rue the day that they ever bought the Cubs, despite 2016. I just can't take them. I'm not investing anymore in Cubs uh, software, hardware, nowhere. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. Later tonight, Matt Ryan talking to the media, which is fascinating. And uh, you'll also see Rodney McLeod, good dude, played for the St. Louis Rams in 2012. I'll guarantee you that he is enjoying Westfield, camp at Westfield, more than he did camp in Earth City, Missouri. Guaranteed.